Hey friends, it's Holly Spangler, and we are back with another Confessions of a Farm Wife podcast, talking food, family, and farming. My fellow podcaster, Emily Wavell, and I are talking harvest this time. Why we do what we do, why we do what our parents did, or why we do the opposite of what our parents did. How we do food in the field, and why we feel guilty about it. And if you've ever doubted we're actually recording this on a real-life, legit farm, this podcast has a special moment where Emily spotted a calf in my front yard, and we had to pause ever so briefly to deal with that. So give it a listen, and check us out on Instagram, at Emily Wabel and at H. Spangler. And we're on Twitter, too, at Emily underscore Wabel and at Holly Spangler. And if you are so inclined, leave us a little iTunes review because that helps other people find us too. So without further ado, here is episode number 24, All About Harvest. Okay, so we are back today and sitting in my kitchen this time, right? Yay! There's some dog chorus going on outside. (laughs) We do. We've got got a whole cat thing and dog thing going on here because um, Hazel, our basset hound, likes to sit on the porch and perhaps howl at the cat who's sitting inside. There's a calf out on your road. Oh. Maybe we should see about that. Yeah. Hey, hang on a minute. Okay, well, that was exciting. We had to take a little pause there because there were, in fact, a cow, a bull, and three calves yeah. in the front yard. So oh. that's exciting. And there's Hazel barking. Go out and get rid I of those calves, I Hazel. Know, right? Do your job. <laughs> Ralph's asleep on the porch. Yeah. You got some working dogs <laughs> here. Really do. Super not earning a keep today. But yeah, the best news in all this, we had to pause there, and I called John, who said that, in fact, they're not ours. And so you're like, that's the best news <laughs> You know what? And I didn't understand that as a oh, yeah. until like Joe started livestock farming. He's like, oh my gosh, just the. You're please not, let them not. Please be ours. let them not be ours, yeah. because then you start rethinking. Okay, where's the fence that needs to be fixed, right. and why didn't I know where they are? And will people right. be like, oh, well, their calves are always out, you yeah. know? Because there is that farmer in the area where the calves are always right. out. <laughs> well, we had remember that snowstorm. How many years ago? Right before Christmas, terrible like blizzard type storm. Oh yeah, Josie was home three days, and then it happened. Well, like beginning of December, it was like December twentieth, twenty first. Oh no, okay, no. It was like somewhere in the last five years. Okay, say. Um, But yeah, we had this terrible storm going. I mean, it was awful. (gasps) Was it ice too? Um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I looked up in the middle of that, and there was an actual herd of cattle no. ran, you know, in the blizzard-like conditions, and you're just like, no. were they yours? No, that was the best news Praise. of the whole day. When, a Christmas miracle. Yeah, it was our neighbors, and we called them, and they're like, they're fine. They were, they were actually heading back down into the oh, bottom, okay. so they were going to sure, be fine. Sure. Until the storm was over, so that was good. See, and me being a non-livestock person, I mean, I would have run out there and be like, get out, get out! And that's mm-hmm. like the worst thing you could do, oh, right? they were already on the move. I mean, okay. They gonna but I'm thinking that. about these calves that were out here. Yeah. Like, I might have freaked out if I were yeah. home alone. I know. You're Just a cattle cows, woman. right? <laughs> They'd be fine. Go <laughs> find have some other. We have some horses in the neighborhood that sometimes mm. get out, which has become... You know, it was entertaining at first. You're like, there's a horse and a pony and a horse and a goat. It's like you're living in, like, the places where Mustangs ride free, you know? Except a little more annoying because, like, they tromped up Nathan's pumpkins. Oh, my sister-in-law had horses that got loose and they were drinking from her pool. (laughs) I found that. I looked out and there's a calf drinking out of the pool. Okay, go ahead. Hope those chemicals kill whatever's going on in there. Don't swallow the water, kids. (laughs) So anyway, back to the topic yes. that we're going to talk about, right? Which was looking at harvest because it's that time of year. And so on the day we're recording this, we've been combining for give or take. Well, we didn't combine today because it's raining. Right. So I guess we have four days in. Mm-hmm. 
this week. So um, we're fully back into the whole, you know, suppers, taking supper to the field occasionally, and John's off to do his thing, and we're filling in where we can. So Right, and we are going through kind of an identity crisis because Joe is farming at another operation, which is about 15 mm-hmm. miles from where we are, and they are full bore. They're going, going, going. Okay, my family has not even started. Like, the combine is in the yeah. thing, in the machine shed. They've been tinkering with the head. They're greasing stuff. They are not in a hurry. They, no, they too worried st- about it. They mm-hmm. start when the crop itself is mm-hmm. perfection, which... So, like, do they wait until it's totally dry yep. down? Like, mm-hmm. how dry does it have to be? Oh, uh, seriously? Yeah. You're asking. <laughs> um, pretty dry. <laughs> 18? Yes. Is that a good number? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know, really. I don't. <laughs> I just heard that number thrown around. It's got to be 15 at the elevator. Okay. So you either pay to have them dry or you yeah. dry or Yeah. Well, see, so. I drove by today. My Uncle Jeff... I mean, my Uncle Jeff is a, a steward of the land. I mean, he, this... He is intense about checking and walking fields at all times of the of the season, mm-hmm. but especially now, like he was out checking pods. I mean, he's he was in the cornfield the other day. I drove by and his truck was on the side of the road, but he was nowhere to be found. And then I saw him. I mean, he's six seven, so <laughs> I did spot his hat at one point. Right. But yeah, we go by the well, we as in the modises mm-hmm. go by the as soon as it's ready we test. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also the biologist in my dad. Like mm-hmm. he just wants to know it's ready. But then there's the risk. It drove Joe crazy when he was farming with them because he's like, it's gonna blow over. Like yeah. it, it's all right to be dry and all, but right. seriously anyway. Yeah. It's kind of a guessing game. Yeah. So sure. and so you got do you guys go by a calendar? Do you go by No, we go by when go? the crop's ready, okay. but we'll start I think John said it was testing 21% okay. this week, which is not bad. Yeah. I mean, you're going to pay to dry that some, but it's that same idea. You've got to get through a lot of acres, so right. we got to get going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so far, so good. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, moisture tested around 21, and even the poor dart is yielding really well. Oh, so good. it's kind of been one of those years here where we've looked around and tried to be real quiet because oh. things are looking pretty good. You yeah, because it's it so loud. dry <laughs> yes. at the beginning. So. Well, and we were catching the right rains. Yes. And we were missing the, the big you know, storms. torrential downpours, mm-hmm. except for that there was a storm at the end of June that laid quite a bit of our corn down, which okay. popped right back up. Oh. And we were like, woohoo. And now we're kind of finding out there's probably more damage from that okay. than what we realized at the time. Just some yield checks that John had done. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. It's still good. So. That's good. That's and really talk good. Talk to some friends in Southern Illinois that it's oh, not. Or even Champaign County and East Central Illinois. Yeah. They hit a lot of Just big storms rain, and rains. Rain, yeah. rain, rain. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. can't catch a break. Uh, we've all had those years, though, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. So it'll be our year next year, maybe. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting. You mentioned um, taking meals to the field mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Joe and I were discussing this because growing up, my dad taught all day and then commuted 30 miles to the farm at night to farm. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom taught all day and then had us 30 miles away from the farm. So And probably had 4 million places to take you guys. And she's an English teacher. So she had research papers, right? And she's mm-hmm. getting a master's. No big deal. So she wasn't really... The, the, the farm mom that I have in my picture is a working mom, a mom who makes eggs when dad got home at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's when they caught up. So seeing... And again, it's social media driven. So I start to feel guilty because I have this picture in my mind that I'm like, you know what? Joe can come in. He's not going to waste away. I'll pack an extra string cheese or two in his lunchbox. Right. <laughs> and when he comes home, I'll be there 
making him something or I keep a plate hot or whatever. Right. So I see all these beautiful pictures of families who take meals to the field. And I think like maybe if we farmed closer to where I do you think like, am I deadbeat because I don't do this? I don't think you're deadbeat. No, I think it's, I think it's very like dependent on the family and what you had growing up and how you do things and how big of a deal food is. Right. Sounds crazy. But like, I don't remember my mom ever taking that many meals. Like Uh I remember some. And certainly, like lunches and sure. stuff. Sure, and you, pa- I pack. And for a some lunch reason, for I Joe. have a memory of her putting iced tea in mason jars <gasps> and taking before was it was cool. before Joanna yeah. Gaines. That's I right. <laughs> but I don't remember, you know, the big feast out of the back of the car being a frequent thing. You know what I mean? And partly, food just wasn't that big of a deal. We Thank ate you. when we got in. Uh huh. You know, uh-huh. and especially like the days when we would go with Dad and we were doing cow stuff. You yeah. Know, you'd eat breakfast at six a.m. He'd go. Dad never operates by any sort of, you know. So we might have lunch at two. Sure. You had lunch when you were ready to rest and be done for a little bit. And then we would, you know, and that was a sandwich. And then, you know, we got home at night, nine, 10 o'clock, eight, maybe Mm -hmm. on a good day. And Mm -hmm. that's when we had supper. Right. So we just didn't care. Now, like John's family, the family I married into, you know, at at that point before we had kids, you know, we got to noon and everything stopped Mm. except for when we're in the field. Right. You know what I mean? Not non-planting and harvest. Mm Mm-hmm. The work stops at noon. Everybody comes in. We mm-hmm. had our big meal for the day. Mm-hmm. You had a sandwich or something at night, and that yes. was it. And then during planting and harvest, you know, then you were packing a lunch. And then doing dinner in and the field. And then doing, yeah, dinner in the field or delivering something. And, and sometimes John, you know, at night, he would rather just keep going yes. and get done and come in and sit down at a table at 8 o'clock right. and eat or 9 or whatever. Right. So it's changed over time. And I also feel like the work itself has changed. My mom and I were actually discussing this um, because the trend now is to go big and go hard and run yourself into the night. And yes, <laughs> I, I am not a night owl at all. Mm-hmm. So I just worry about that. And I also think nothing is nothing good could happen after dark when you're like setting an auger or, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I totally get that people have lots of acres and they have to get it done and it's time sensitive. But at the same time, like we are preached to at church and through Mm. research that you have to give yourself rest and margin because like Joe is thankful that it is rainy today because he's like, Oh my gosh, we have been working hard and you need to give yourself a break. And and my great grandpa, this is how old he is farmed with um, horses And when tractors came in, he was like, I'm so sorry that tractors have come in because horses needed to rest. So the new meal, you had to rest. You had to rest the horses. And then you worked, and then you had to rest because you have no light. So part of me thinks, I mean, I don't want to go back to horses. I'm not saying I'm not a technology girl. (laughs) Let's not go that far. Let's not go that far. But I just want to say to folks who are, and I don't want to say bragging, but who celebrate the fact that they're working themselves ragged, is that like, hey, see you when you have a heart attack when you're 55. I mean, honestly, you worry about their health and their well-being or maybe you're farming too much with too little help, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm not, yes, I'm not rejoicing in or not knocking people's success, but I do get like, come on. Right. Quit celebrating the fact that you're running yourself ragged because I just would like to say that that's stupid. Well, you know, the horse thing, like, you know, when we first had auto steer, however many years ago that was, the whole idea was it reduces operator fatigue, which yes, Except that they just go longer. No, yes. You know what yes. I mean? Because you, your eyes aren't as worn out or whatever. And right. you don't have a headache. And so mm-hmm. you run a little later. Mm-hmm. So 
There's and, that too. And there are times when that has to happen. I mean, I know that yeah. that year that Amelia was born was 09. I was just going to say 09. Uh-huh. We were harvesting <laughs> in the snow. I mean, oh, they yeah. were going 24 hours because yeah. they had to get it in. But like, obviously, extenuating circumstances. It is September 16th, people. Right. We're not really pushed yet. No. 09 was the year John fell out of the dryer in the middle of the night. Do you remember that? Were we... No, did we, we know each not, other then? We did not, but I remember Joe telling me. Yeah. He Oh my gosh, that makes me sick. Uh-huh. Well PSA people. <laughs> he um oh nine, so that was the year we had the late, late spring. We probably planted seventy five percent of the corn in the state over Memorial Day weekend yes. and then it was cool all summer. I had Amelia June tenth. That was real handy. That, oh that year. Yeah. 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 And then um we didn't start harvesting till about the third week in October. Uh-huh. And we didn't finish till mid December. Yep. And we had a new dryer, just a stacked dryer, mm-hmm. not a tower one, and it kept plugging up. And mm-hmm. John thought it was because of the wet corn and the fines and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, he had gone to check it in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m., because oh he was trying to get grain through yeah. it. So we'd be set uh-huh. to go the next uh-huh. day because uh-huh. it's already, you know, the end of October. And he went to crawl out. You know, he had to mm-hmm. go in to unplug whatever, and he went to crawl back out. And it's this tiny little square hole, and he, I think he'd only done it a couple times, and he had gone out feet first the mm-hmm. last time, and so it was awkward and weird, the, and uh, it didn't work. So he tried going out, you know, arms first, and he got, so the last thing he remembers is he got, like, you know, like his arm, I don't know, something got hung up, and he <gasps> thought, this isn't going to be good. Oh, my and gosh. Out and landed on his head, <gasps> basically, on the concrete. Oh, my gosh. Was yeah. he, did he have to be hospitalized? Oh, no, no, no. Because what happened... John Spangler, (laughs) another PSA. (laughs) So, like, from my perspective, I know he's gone out to do that. He comes in the house at, like, 4.15. After he comes to? Yeah. he Holy... Oh, wait, Emily. He comes in, like, 4.15, 4.30 in the morning. I'm half awake, and he says to me, I've got this knot on my head. You know what happened to me? No. He had no idea. He didn't remember how he got home. He didn't know what had happened. I mean, he came home and he had, you know, was heading back to bed. And then he's like, wait a minute, what's, why do I have this? And he did. He had the biggest ginormous knot on his head. And it took, you know, and I'm sitting there Googling concussion. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's <laughs> nothing you can do. Morning. No. Um, I've had one. That's okay. I fell down our <laughs> stairs. I don't remember it. Go on. Joe did not push me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it took about 20 to 30 minutes, and it finally started coming back to him. He's like, I think maybe I fell off the dryer. And I'm like, off the dryer? Like, the top of it? Which is... Like how many feet? Oh, that'd be a solid 12 feet off the ground. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> and then... Oh, that no, deep breathing no. over here. Like, then he got to thinking, he remembered, he fell, he was crawling. You think you remember, like, oh, yeah, I was unplugging it, and I was crawling out, and my arm got hung up, and... So he probably fell, fell feet first, you think? No, he fell no, head he first. No, he fell head first. And the funny, not funny, funny, strange thing, like that day, he kept, you know, coming up with more weird injuries on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. bruises on his arm and leg, like, you know, he where he hit that auger pipe oh. comes out, you know, as he went down. So you think he got knocked out before he... Well, he, we don't know. I think the last time it knocked him out and he laid there for a while, but we don't know how long. Like the last time he tinkered with the dryer, you know, you could see mm-hmm. on the ticket. Oh, Okay. It electronic deal it was like three fifteen in the morning and it was four fifteen when he came home oh my gosh. so he may have been there a while before he fell out but he also was apparently knocked out for 
Oh my word. Okay. Yeah. So let's, this goes back to <laughs> quit working so late at night, which granted well, he has to check. I mean, there's again, it's, yeah. that's a different circumstance. And what we did after that, I think I, I wrote about it uh-huh. and GSI has this watchdog. Yeah. Thing, so you could check your dryer from here and oh, we have you that invested now. in that. So that was nice. Actually, they gave it to us to try out. And so, <laughs> cause they're like, you people obviously need, <laughs> need this. Some help, yeah. Well, that's the which year Joe thought nice. he was having a heart attack. Oh really? Yeah. Because Amelia was an infant <laughs> and was born in the, like she was born in the, in June mm-hmm. and then that late, um, harvest and at the finish of that it, he came year. in and it was anxiety. Is that John Spangler on the, no, forums? that's our neighbors on oh. there. Oh, he's like, Oh snap. I got some, <laughs> we got some cows out. Yeah. He was going at quite, quite a, quite a clip. Yeah. Yes. Quite a clip. There you go. <laughs> that's all right. So I, I guess my thing on harvest is so interesting because my family tends to be pretty high strung mm-hmm. in general about like their mm-hmm. cars and, you know, particular like about things, but not when it, I mean, they're, I shouldn't say they're not detail oriented. They're super detail oriented, but yeah. they're like, we'll just start when it's ready. They're not competitive with their neighbor. Mm-hmm. They're not looking around. They note it, <laughs> but they're like, mm. right. I It'll think be it's fine. because they think they're superior in their intelligence and they're doing it the right way, which... Well, and I think everybody does it kind of the way you... you I think you either do it the way it was done when you grew up or, or you opposite. do like... <laughs> you have an extreme opposite reaction. Yes, yes, yes. And that was a growing pain that we had when we farmed with my family first, with Joe, because mm-hmm. they were also just far enough south that the soil was different and the, you know, the readiness was different. And Joe was like, why are we not starting? You know, and they're, they were a little bit more anxious about it and worried about when the neighbors started and well, maybe we should too. Mm-hmm. So that was a growing pain. So we're just experiencing another shift in how you do things. Right. So right. that's interesting. So like, well, I started to ask if when you grew up, like your mom wouldn't have driven trucks or things like that because no. she was working. Mm-mm. So yeah. that has made me feel like a deadbeat farm wife in another <laughs> way because we, we didn't live on, we lived 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. We did not. And she, she grew up on a farm, but wasn't really, she's kind of like me. She's kind of mm-hmm. eh about it. And my grandma didn't drive a truck, you know, just every, her meal, her mm-hmm. place was in the home and she also worked full time. So my grandma did. Oh, right. Yeah. She was a teacher. So my frame of reference is kind of, I don't want to say hands off, but it's kind of, well, that's the model you saw. Yeah. Yeah. And at first, when I just had Anna, see, my whole thing is like, yeah, I think it would be super fun to take my kids out. If I had two mm-hmm. or three, I have six and two of them <laughs> yeah. go to bed at six o'clock between right. six and six thirty. Right. That's not really, I mean, I kind of miss those days. Oh, <laughs> and Anna <laughs> wants to stay up till nine thirty now. <laughs> or t- I'm like, yeah. stop. I need to just decompress and maybe eat ice cream without you asking me what I'm doing. We tell Jenna all the time that we have parties and eat ice cream after she goes to bed. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and then she laughs and she's like, do you? Wait a I know. And it really turns <laughs> out that I try to read my book and I end up falling asleep while we're right. watching a Cardinal game. Right. Super exciting. But yeah, so my frame of reference for a farm wife is very mm-hmm. skewed because of our locale. And that's kind of how I am right now with Joe farming 15 mm-hmm. minutes, 20, you know, 20 right. minutes away is that there's only so much you can do. There's only so much I can do, especially now. Also I have kids with activities and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I just get, I get kind of sad about like, ugh, I'm not doing right. And I think that's what we do as moms in all aspects of our right. life at times. I am comfortable with the role I am in now. I was not at first. Mm-hmm. I was like, I do not have any idea. And I'm looking at, again, it's social media driven because, oh, look at our cute family and here's what we did. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just trying to survive over here. Right. 
We're treading water. Joe has his master's degree. He can probably figure out the microwave when he gets home. I mean, that was kind of my way <laughs> when I had three kids under three. I was like, yeah. I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. So. I know. And we've just kind of had this culture here. We take supper or something happens at You're some point. You're one of those point. people I would like. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm some kidding. days it's easier than others. But, yes. you know, we had one night this week that it worked. Uh-huh. I can't remember if we had football. No, we didn't because Nathan was in the, in the tractor. But, like, it just worked out. I yeah. had a pork loin. I mm-hmm. made pork chops. We made some green beans. I purchased the little styrofoam containers to go containers. Perfect. Which I think is, like, the way to go. I can't even remember hand wash. So, like, styrofoam containers. Well, it's, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'll try. <laughs> I mean, there's two, like, you know, you can either load up all the big pans of food yes. in the car and dish it up when you get there. Yes. Which is one way to do it. Or, Katie Bratt got me onto these styrofoam mm-hmm. containers. It's like a takeout container perfect you can get them at dollar general oh you can you totally <gasps> can you i have become a dollar general girl because i'm just again i'm in survival mode right hey. now because my husband's and gone it's in town it's and right it's there. in town and then i just load them up you know i've got my pork chop sandwich we got the green beans we've got chopped up apples with caramel stick a fork in it we're done okay do you do a fork because i remember taking mm-hmm. joe pasta and he was like Pfft. i said you have auto steer yeah he's like well but still, I'm like, yeah. oh, dang it. Stop for See, a again, bit. I failed. Like, no. I've just given up. I take, I send a fork. I, I, I was just telling our friend Tori the other day. She yes. was asking, like, you know, some meal ideas. Uh-huh. I said, basically, I figure anything that you can either pick up and eat with your hand, hand like a sandwich, uh-huh. or something that you can eat with a fork that doesn't have to be cut. That's where you, yeah. don't, you can't, you can't cut, bring a like, steak. A steak, right? That doesn't work. But yeah, anything like that, we load it up and take it. You're so good. But then last night, okay, so there's the old, um, School got out. Nathan came home on the bus. The girls were doing after-school ag, mm-hmm. which my oh, has this cool. great after-school ag program for the elementary kids. And that's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Caroline's in it, and then Jenna had stayed to help. Oh, Hannah. that's nice. So they had to be picked Shocker. up at four. <laughs> yes. And so I had to drive in town and pick them up at four, and then come home and orchestrated with my neighbor Jamie, and we were gonna. I was going to take the boys' head football practice, okay, uh-huh. so pick up her son, and take them back in for football practice at 5.15, mm-hmm. and then she was going to pick them up because then we had to, let's see, how'd that go? I got home from picking up the girls. I made some supper so that they could be eating while I was taking the boys into town at 5, so that when I got back from that, we could load up and go to play practice in Ellisville at 6 yeah. and sit there until 8 o'clock, for and sure. then Jamie was going to bring home the boys. And then Ugh. somewhere in there around 4.40, John calls, and I'm like... Like, Joe calls you, right, mm-hmm. during the day. John never calls. No. Never. Joe, Joe so if he calls, you're like, what do you need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and he's being really nice. <laughs> he wants food. He's hungry. You're, oh, and no. nobody said a word all day. So I'm like, well, you know, Sharon must be doing it. This is my mother-in-law. Like, yes. she must be taking supper. I don't know. We haven't talked about it. It's been a busy day. Yes. Killing the snakes at work. That's about, you know, <laughs> about as far as you could get. And then this crazy night of running to uh-huh. town all the time. Uh-huh. And at 4.40, he's like, yeah, I could you? And I'm mm-hmm. like, no. Nope. I'm sitting there looking at the supper I'm making, which is enough for us, but yes. not for, you know, five more people on the right. field. So you bring to all. You don't just bring to John. Yeah, to okay. all. Yeah. And and I, and it turns out Sharon had been trucking, but nobody told me that. I didn't know. Oh, blast. And I was like, well, I could call in and get pizza. Could you just pick it up and bring it to us? And yeah, because I'm, like, I'm running all over the place. <laughs> you know, sure. I was kind of like, well... Yes, I'll be in town, but where he wanted me to bring it, and then in his mind would have worked out if we were going that way to elsewhere. Right, we weren't. Right, I had to come back here and get the girls. And anyway, it all ended up working out, and he met us up at Grain Leg, and 
He Good. took the pizza. Okay. But it was kind of one of those, okay, I am, this is the ab- the absolute maximum I can do tonight is pick up pizza yes. and drop it off yes. alongside yes. the road as yes. we go past you. And I might just leave it if you're not there. I know. I know. I and I think, like, part of me was like, I should have done more when the kids were littler. I should have done more. But then again, like, you're, then you're loading car seats. Oh, my and word. And what baby wants to, and I'm not talking right. about an infant. I'm talking about a two-year-old. Right. And a four-year-old. Let's put them next to heavy equipment right. and say, go ahead and eat. Mm-hmm. I mean... Kudos to all you farm moms who take your pretty pictures of your cute kids in their boots. <laughs> I'm just going to give you a big salute and say, my husband's going to have to eat cereal once in a while. We'll call it a weight loss plan. I don't know. Right. I just, I think we, I think we all need to give each other grace. I need to give people grace about like, good mm-hmm. for them. That Maybe that's their right. love language. Food it's is fine. not that big of a deal to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just. I feel that way too. I eat to survive. Mm-hmm. Well, and there were times when the kids were little that I would load them up and take them because that was maybe the only time they were going to see John for sure that day. Yes, but you know that's such a—I mean, that's a high marathon time, effort yes. to get that done. You're, you can't you do that every sweating. day, right? You can't maintain that on a long-term basis. <laughs> Not if you want a happy marriage, <laughs> right? Well, because you're going to have kids in car seats strapped. I would keep them in the car seat and just feed them there. Which is miserable because right. then it's a mess. And that's my oh, anal yeah. retentiveness coming out. And then your SUV is full of flies because you've served all this meal out the back. Yes. That was before I discovered the styrofoam containers. Yes. And then somebody's spilling food in the back of my yep. car. Mm-hmm. And then you get home. Didn't maybe. you have something spilled? Who had something? Apple butter. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. It smelled nice. <laughs> yes. It was like a Yankee <laughs> candle store. <laughs> <laughs> For a while. <laughs> and then it was rank. And then it, yeah, attractive flies. Oh. So, yeah. But yeah, there's different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. I sure like the styrofoam things. That's great. Because then you keep all the mess here in the house. It's at least in one yes. place. Yes. Well, and it's a typical mess. You right. have a dinner mess every night. Right. And I'm not going to get super concerned about this one wants ketchup and this one wants cheese and this nope. one wants... No. This is you called know. take it or leave it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, I'm, I'm not a short order cook. Nope. Here's eight containers. Take one. <laughs> they <laughs> all have the same thing. You know what? That's you my, that's my meal time now. Like, we have a pretty... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess I could let I, my, there are some children in my lineup that are very picky. And you know what I say? When you start making dinner, then you can make it the way you like. But yeah. tonight it's roast beef with potatoes. I mean, like years ago we were at a cattle show and I had made sandwiches for my kids and I marked each one cause mm. I made it the way they like. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. And my sister-in-law, Felina was dashing or dishing up sandwiches and it was just, yep. and I was like, wait a minute. You mean like they're all the same? She's like, yeah, they just eat it. Yes. And it was sort of this light bulb moment. I'm like. Well, I'm done with turkey with no cheese and light on the mayo, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. We're going to make five sandwiches and you're going to eat it. Yep. Or you don't. Or you don't and you'll be hungry and that is okay. That's your choice. Yes. It's a choice you get to make. We today. are lucky to be in America to have a choice like that. That's right. That is right. Well, maybe we should end on that. <laughs> God bless America. Yeah. I'm standing with my hand on my heart right now. <laughs> we'll get a picture in front of the floor. There you go. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Happy harvest, friends. That's right. I hope everybody has a good, safe harvest. Keep on trucking and eating your meals and <laughs> I'm just at home. Wherever wherever they may wherever be Wherever they are. And it is okay. No judgment. Except for quit posting your pictures. It makes me feel bad. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody have a good week. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.